We think life is about having the latest phone. Self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hypercharged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's violence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. T, you're my first repeat guest, brother. Kia brother. Cheer, brother. Happy to be the first repeat guest, my oh, man. Oh, dude. It's like, there's something cool about being the first repeat guest, but what that really means is I've asked you to drive to my house twice now. <laughs> so I better pay some love back to you, eh? Because, you know, it's like you got to get up early and, and drive around. And I guess it's part of the topic I want to talk to you, which... You are one of the most flexible people, kind of metaphorically, physically, mentally, that I've met. Because it's like you make that part of your... You, you incorporate flexibility into your life, eh? Oh, uh, just just, just have to. Um, I've found rigidity. It just don't work. Like, structures. If you try and start... I try to stay within these structures, and you get hit with these situations that don't fall within those structures, and you're like... Oh my god, I'm about to go crazy. And you just go boom, and you yeah. just go crazy because you're like, oh no, that's not within my structure. Yeah. So once you sort of get a little bit loose and just start to flow with it a bit more, Dude. a little bit more magic, bro. It's, it's it's exactly right. I mean, I've been watching you on your social media, and you're doing these pull-ups, and you're 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 being open to kind of eating what's around i haven't seen someone say i'm being flexible with what i eat and you know what i'm eating today some toast because it's around yeah it's like i never see people posting toast on social media they're posting like kale chips or something so epic and i'm like nah you're onto it because humans are supposed to be flexible and that was part of the reason how we survived yeah we were flexible in our thinking like the you know uh something's happening run <laughs> you know if, if, if that happened today it's like oh okay but I'm just going to grab my bag and my laptop because you know and all of that stuff no man run run, <laughs> run. And, and like you said with the toast it's like I tell people what I do and the how I operate and they go I don't know anyone like that <laughs> and you know what the people that are putting it out there going oh I do this and I'm 100% like this like no you're not you did have that toast you just didn't put it up on social media I don't want to be that guy I want to show you the trip to McDonald's that I had because I just I was emotionally eating like I was that peeved off Mm. I turned up to McDonald's and I went yo 
Here's the person at the takeaway. Yep, I got him on camera. That's me at McDonald's. Yep, I'm emotionally eating. Again, 100% agree. We don't want anyone to think that we eat McDonald's. But McDonald's is a giant juggernaut for a reason. Yeah. And it's just not It's not just lazy fat people who eat McDonald's. <laughs> it's all of us. And we love it. And it it satisfies the, the greed in us. Yeah. And the easiness. And sometimes, I would even go as far to say as, if you're having a stressful day, drive through drive through with the kids is not a bad idea oh because that's like okay great you're gonna make your four course meal at home after a stressful day or you're gonna let the kids run around at maccas while you enjoy a delicious big mac oh and have less stress i mean i'm not saying every day yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. flexible eh? oh it's completely flexible and you know i have been in that position where i have gone and had the stressful day and mm. said no nah, i'm gonna make this dinner but every step of the way, I'm making a horrible dinner. My timing's off. Oh, you know, I'm frustrated that I'm, I'm actually frustrated I'm doing it. And to be honest, when someone's not making a dinner with love, you can taste that when you <laughs> eat it. And my kids are just sitting there going, uh, oh, yep, I love it. But you can see on their face, no, they don't. They just don't. It's interesting, eh? Like, uh, I cook for the kids, or I make their lunches every day, and I know they don't dig my sandwiches, because, you know, I make sandwiches that I would like. like <laughs> and I've heard it from a few people, kids don't like um, things like peanut butter and jam, and I'm like, are you kidding me? That was the staple when I went to school. Peanut butter and jam had an equal balance of a bit of salty and a bit of sweet. <laughs> And it's like you dealt with it, okay? It made stale bread taste nice and all that kind of stuff. But now it's like, I don't know, my kids are a bit spoiled. They have things like cream cheese. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, cream cheese on bread. Oh. So I need to make them a bit more flexible. Um, speaking of flexibility, isn't it funny that we tell people to be more childlike in their dreams for the world? But when we say that, I think we are acknowledging like the flexibility of a child. A yeah. child doesn't have... They have a, a tantrum and then they're the happiest people <laughs> and I feel like you know when you're adults you just get taught that and oh, I've had a bad morning and that's me done yeah. you know and and yeah man I just think um, like what was the moment where you realised hey I've got to be a bit more flexible like we, have you always been like this or is this something you're actively kind of implementing um, it's something that I've actively started implementing mm. and it came from really just Getting into meditation, um, learning a little bit about Buddhism and not like delving deep, just like, mm. going, oh, that's sort of a fair idea mm. what Buddhism is. And just understanding, like, they sit there and talk about life is just life. It's this thing that you live in, this reality. And they sort of don't go, oh, we have to have this, we have to have that. They're sort of just cool in the middle. Mm. And then as you start reflecting back to your life, like, as much as you only ever want good in your life, bad just happens mm. but like these guys don't seem to view it as bad right and so that process of thinking about that just got me thinking going actually it all has its place and you know i keep on saying on social media yin and yang is a thing because now i'm just going yeah it is a thing like mm. we we have a big high in our life and guess what probably after that big high we have a big drop and that's just sort of this wave in my life and then I think about things happening around me they all seem to follow this wave and it's mm. like why why do we try to you know not acknowledge the thing that is actually happening to everyone and sit there and try to pretend that no it's this mm. when it's not 
it's completely flexible shit happens yeah. <laughs> and you know the scary thing is we've worked this out already eh? yeah like that's a saying for 30 years now oh, right forever but it's almost like all we remember of that saying is the emoji you know? <laughs> yeah. and it's like we've gotten to this world now where we forget the message and that's what's fascinating me about like you know kind of dabbling into some of those old um, ideas of religion and that is not not the kind of mystical side but just the practicality yeah you know it's like we need to have rules uh, I, what did i hear the other day something like um twitter has a team of um experts who deal with what's hate and all of these different things and and the person interviewing them said um why don't you just abide by the law <laughs> you know because the laws work this out yeah. you know, like, like in their constitution in the yeah. states or whatever and they're like oh well well we're making it for our community and it's like well hold on a minute we blood is shed so that we can make laws and structures and all of these different things yep. and not all of them are perfect yeah but but generally, uh, you know, I'd like to think the ones that survive are the ones that overall most people have common ground, you know. And then Definitely. I started looking at like, well, what are those commandments? You know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, be nice to your neighbour, or you know, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing, hey? Oh, exactly. And it's like we we have those bad things, which just remind us of these laws over mm. and over again, and. These laws have a whole lot of structures to them, but the structures are this big and you can move this far within them. Mm. So they're pretty cool structures yeah. to play with and they are flexible too. Yeah. And, and, and I think this should be viewed with a certain amount of like a pinch of salt or flexibility because it might, you know, anything literal, what's to say it will work for you will work for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so. I'm not saying that doesn't mean crush all laws and all that, like, uh, but just try and find like ha how it works for you. Like I was thinking about, and we talked like this last time you were on the podcast. It's like, um, hey, when should I eat? Well, when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, oh, imagine if the body had a way of saying to you, "Hey, I'm hungry." Yeah. Oh, well, hunger pangs, you know. Yeah. And 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 how will I know when I need to drink water? Should I just drink, you know, two liters a day or something? Well, maybe your lips will be a bit dry. And <laughs> You should drink some water and stuff like that. Speaking of water, um, what's that cocktail thing you're drinking at the moment? Not the alcoholic one. The so you're going like adding all of these vitamins and stuff into like these the super water. Ah, oh, snake juice. So it comes from the snake diet guy, and I love this guy. He's because he pretty much says that this stuff is improved by science. Mm. It's just how I've experienced stuff, yeah. and this is what has worked. Yeah. And I'm like, um, geez, I like you because you're. Flexible like me, you're just going on experience, so I'm going to try it. So, it snake, snake, snake. Yeah, it's called the snake diet. If oh, you yeah. search up the snake diet, you'll, you'll find this guy and he'll be like, Hey, fatty, <laughs> get your ass off the couch and didn't. Like, this ain't bro science. Uh, this ain't true science. It's just bro science. Like, I don't know if the shit works. I just do the shit and shit happened to me, and this is the fucking outcome. And I'm just like, I like you already. You're making me giggle. Yeah. But it's um, it's got low salt, which has potassium in it, mm. Himalayan salt, Epsom salt, and soda, uh, baking soda. And you and, make it yourself. Oh, yeah, you can make it. Like, you get all, all those four ingredients come out of the supermarket. Market, um, and you mix it together in two liters of water, and then that's you throughout the day. And it's um, meant to replicate an IV drip. 
and IV drips. So if you're not eating too much, just make sure that you get the salts and or the right level of salt into your body just right. so you can operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so you've been trying this? Yeah, I started in November and it's working for me. Mm. But um, like you said, with the flexibility, if for some reason the day beforehand I did four workouts, which I did the other day to make sure I got that 29 today and 29 pull-ups, um, the next day I won't actually have any snake juice because I know I'm going to eat about mid-morning mm. just because my body needs to. Mm. And I'm going to eat some more later on that day. And that food alone should give me the salt. So once again, some days I will, some days I won't. Mm. And you've been um, doing fasting, is that right as well? Yep. Like, yep. So run me through it, bro, because here's the thing. Like... Um, I just don't know. I kind of get the idea. I've heard this word intermittent fasting, yep. you know, so you have kind of eating windows and all that stuff. And, you know, either it doesn't seem to work out with me or I'm not flexible to make it work. But but I'm just I'm searching for um, a little bit of motivation. And maybe more people are about like, what what's the best case to not eating? You know, because food we live in a world now where food is just like you know the yeah. kids open the fridge and it's full and they're like there's nothing in it and it's like there's heaps of food and you can make <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, B and C you could do you know um, why well, well first of all what is fasting and why do you do it um I got into fasting, so I've always been in shape, so it's not to not to lose weight or anything like that. For me, I heard about this regenerative phase when the body cleans its cells and the cells just start reforming as yep. new cells and they're nice and clean and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, mm, that sort of makes sense. I'm going to go walk the walk and see how this plays out. Now, why I have more motivation than other people is, in January, I burnt my arm up here. And you'll see the scar there. And that was from a bonfire, petrol. I put my arm in front of my face like this. And then um, it got burnt. And it's quite severe. Mm. And I was sort of eating well up to this and and intermittently fasting. And then for three days, I ate nothing apart from at the wedding and then after that I got real tight on my eating and I healed that bad boy in two weeks now I was speaking to someone else about the story there were other variants involved Um, so I was using a burn cream Um, when I when I first heard it I went into the mud flats and put mud over it because we were by the water then after 15 minutes of mud I went into the water and um, just lay in the water and I was in there for about another 10 minutes and then after that I went back up to the house and I wrapped it with glad wrap and this was just stuff that I remember from first aid training and then I just let it sit as a second skin and as the days went on, I made sure I put the burn cream burn cream on, and then I made sure that my eating was tight as hell. And that shit healed in two weeks. Now, even the nurse that I went and saw, that's a friend of the family, was like, that's coming along really, really well. Yeah. And even my family were like, oh, my God, are you healed? Because on the day that it happened, they were like, oh, my God, that, that, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> you need to go and see this. And I was like, doesn't feel like I need to. And, you know, that was just me just, like, trying to feel it and going... Mm. No, nah, I don't feel like I need to. I'm just going to roll with this. And so when that happened to me, I was like, going, there's something going on here. I'm locked in now. Wow. So run me through the mud flaps. Like, what, what, what's the deal there? Like, I don't remember reading any first aid training which says go down and put mud. Like, oh, uh, f- for me, in my mind, yeah. I just went, I need to get this cool. Ah, I need to get this cool. Cool. And so I went out into the mud flats, 
boom, just wiped it on and just let it sit there and then just kept on pouring it on when I felt like it was falling off. That's interesting because we think sterilization and all that stuff. Yeah. You, you were putting earth on. Yeah, well, see. There, see, there's something, eh? Yeah, no, and, and there's something there's something else I'm big on. Like, yep, I understand sterilization, but if my stuff falls on the ground, I'll eat it off the ground, off the dirt, with dirt on it, mm. more than I'm more likely to eat it off the floor. Hmm. And I, I'm cool with it. Mm. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Do you think it's like? I mean, it makes sense if you just talk about other things in other ways, like resilience towards bacteria. Yeah, you have to be around, you know, dirt. <laughs> I mean, um, there's a book I'm reading at the moment called "The Coddling of the American Mind." Have you heard no, about that? No. So it's a fellow called Jonathan Haidt. Um, I guess controversial in some circles, but basically his hypothesis is that. When we make people safe, we actually don't provide them with the antibodies of life. Yeah. Um, and so it's no surprise when people say everything's offensive because you haven't built the bacteria or you haven't built the antibodies to deal with yep. um, offense. And when we talk about it medically, you get it. Eh? It's like now the solution for all the kids who were uh, allergic to peanuts is to introduce nuts earlier. Yeah. When you take everything away and you say, "Here's your here's your unflexible meal," yeah, um, you're gonna develop other problems. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Mm. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. And the way it was explained to me was, if I just push my finger here mm. a thousand times, I am gonna be strong against someone pushing their finger on my hand a thousand times, and then they go. Now that's like life. And I just went, <laughs> oh, shot, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> You're true. And so if I can handle people and put myself in front of people that are throwing stuff at me, mm. I'm just going to be maybe cheeky and able to throw things back. And the same for me when I stopped smoking. When I stopped smoking cigarettes, the first thing I did was hang around the people that smoke cigarettes mm. so I can sit there and just go, I got this, mm. I got this, I got this. When um, when I first started fasting, I went and ordered all the takeaways, went into the KFCs and the McDonald's, you know, just to go, no, nah, I got this, I got this. One honest, one honest thing here is KFC. Mm. That is my weakness. <laughs> that smell. <laughs> I tell you what, I've done it a few times. I've walked in there, walked out, bought nothing. Yeah. Then be sometimes like walk in there and just as I'm about to finish my one, I go, Can you just put about three wicker wings on the end of that? I take those three wicker wings. <laughs> KFC is like the Twitter of social media. It's bad for you, but you can't help but and and they trick you. Like I know this might be an urban legend, but I've heard that they create the vents in a way which it blows the ventilation out towards the road oh. so you can't help but smell like you're just driving here like 11 herbs and spice mm. that, that one on Key Street <laughs> that one on Key Street how many times have I driven past it and they've been setting those vents up to get my nose and I've been like hold up kids we turn around about here <laughs> Oh, are we going to McDonald's? Oh, you can go to McDonald's. I'm going to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's, it's, you know, I can't help but think maybe it's, um, and this would probably make sense, it's a fusion of a little bit of traditional and a little bit of technology, eh? And if you get those things right, like your burn, right? So you, you went to nature first. Yep. And then you went to nature second in the water. Yep. So you, you said, nature, do your thing. Yep. And then you went to medicine. Yep. which was the burn cream, and then you went to technology, which was the Glad Wrap. Yep. And 
if you could run those kind of algorithms through our day-to-day decisions, it would probably make us uh, happier, whatever that means, more, yeah. have more meaning. It would encourage us to to look to the past a little bit, but not all the way. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what freaks people out about thinking about religion. It's like, you're saying stone people? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying look at the lessons that they've earned the hard way yeah and take a little bit into here but not all of them because we're here yeah and and that brings me back to one word mm. trust it brings you back to mm. trusting yourself trusting your experience yeah. trusting that you do have a brain trusting that you can think trusting that you can make a good choice but also trusting that if you don't make a good choice you can recover mm. and trusting that you can bounce back so yeah the algorithms in my world forced me to make some decisions to go, cool, in that moment, that's how I was going to respond. I trusted myself. I gave it a shot. Hey, I'm lucky that it worked. Mm. If it didn't work, it would have been, cool, next time this happens, trust this other option, yeah. which makes a bit more sense, which is leave the mud alone, just stick with the clean water like they tell you to, with the running mm. tap and all that for 20 minutes and... You know, go back to the usual, put a Band-Aid or just whatever the second skin stuff that they have and put all the medication in like they tell you to at first aid. And then you might get a different result, which could be better. Mm. But in that, you know, in that moment, I was like, nah, I got this. Mm. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever think about like, you know, you mentioned the word trust. And I wonder, is it even possible to trust? um, So you have a real life, which is the the one we're in now yep. the talking to each other it's a weird thing it's so complicated because we're kind of not in real life we're also live in a virtual space <laughs> so it's like we're this inception thing yeah, yeah, yeah for me and you it feels like we're in the real life moment now yeah um, and then you have this kind of second life which is the social media universe oh yeah weird i mean in real life i feel like we get to uh play off each other a little bit because we're looking at each other we're registering things we're not aware of you know like the flickering eye or whatever it is or you know like we shook hands at the beginning a bit of a hug and there's some transfer of trust or whatever's happening none of that exists in social media and also you've got this refined way of talking which is in text and then only a certain amount of text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yet we're expected to be the best we've ever been with strangers we've never met. Yeah. And we're not even sure that half of them aren't just bots from Russia. Yeah. You know? And so there's all of these things playing in. And I think about um, Christchurch and I think about the, uh, the morning our country's going through and it's playing out on this platform, which, which is interesting because when you see people uh, in person, and I've been part of it in the last week where um, my colleagues and I, we all got together. It was like 200 people. Yeah. And sometimes we said nothing. And I feel like we were saying so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it was this weird thing that I couldn't, like, I, I make videos for a living. And I was saying to myself, I should be filming this. It's great footage. People holding hands. Yeah. And, and it's out of this huge darkness. But at the same time, then you've got. The other side, which is uh, the same people who are all holding hands, all hugging, all acknowledging this horrific um, kind of terrorist crap. You know, we all agree that it's just mm, yucky. But then we play it out on social media and we don't have the, we can't hold hands. We can't feel each other, smell each other, understand each other. And it just gets confusing. And then you can end up um, 
I was just wondering, how do you view what's how people communicate on social media? I put it down to this white supremacist um, that Pete Senior, he tagged me into a post at this supposed, like mm. I don't even know if he's a white supremacist, mm. but that's sort of the way he could have been viewed. And he comes along with all of his points and then you watch people attack him without actually really looking at his points because his points are, are, are bloody valid. Like you got to give it to him. He, he displays his points real valid, but they are already confused by the lack of you know they don't know him they're not in a room with him he can't sit there and give them every little detail on what he actually meant he can't give them that context Mm. so in social media terms they had to spend about 10 comments before they got on the same page but you you saw that there was an agreement that they could disagree Mm. and and they but it took them 10 comments to get there so right you know whereas in a space like this probably could have taken I don't know, half a, half a minute? Right. And so it's something like the real world isn't black and white and we all can feel that. Yeah. It's peaks and troughs. But social media is black and white. Yeah. Because you can't, there's no shades of colour, eh? You can't um, articulate it through all of these other things. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Like um, the post that I did this morning. So this morning I did a post and um, because I believe in this world where there needs to be balance and I see people going against racism, no racism no discrimination um, insecurities around religion I'm like, hey I don't think we should get rid of that stuff completely because I think it has its place to help us, you know, one if I disagree with it, I'm going to reaffirm my beliefs and go, cool I disagree with that and I'm going to fight harder to go this way and make sure that stuff doesn't happen or two, if it strikes a bone, I'm going to question my beliefs and just go, hey maybe I need to be more flexible here because at the end of the day, you know, I'm thinking when I've ever had a racist comment, I'm just like, as a kid, horrible because I didn't know how to deal with it. As an adult, it's like, yeah, that makes me stronger. Hit me with it. Discrimination is like, oh, now I just know that I just need to do this to be even better mm. and not care about your discrimination. So I used it as fuel. Not a lot of people out there do, and I get that too. Because it's scary, eh? Yeah, because it it's violent. It it's 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 saying that you might not win. Yeah, and and so in their post, like I, I said this, and then I have a post right after from my bro and my cousin, like, um, oh, bro. I disagree with this, you know, that's a bit going a bit too far. You can incorporate that with child slavery and all of that. And then after this process went, I'm killed a bro, regardless of that, I'm still going to stand by what I said. But, you know, we haven't been in a room, I haven't been able to give him context, I haven't been able to sort of go, this is what I actually meant, mm-hmm. taking it as black and white, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, uh, oh, well, we'll get there one day. Dude, it's, it's something that I wonder if, do you think it will change? Do you think we will find do you think we'll eventually find a way that we kind of have to say maybe we invent new terms like um, or new emojis which means disagree but I'm keen to catch up or something like that eh? you know what I mean like we don't don't even know yet because it's not a thing but it's something like um, I I, well that's a hopeful part of me the other the other part of me thinks we're just going to keep going into these little isolated bubbles which are already developing and I feel like that's part of the reason I started the podcast is because 
I don't care if people are black or white or you know up or down. Let's just talk. That's the one thing we can do. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's otherwise we're stuck to arm wrestling and you know like yeah. figuring it out who's got the biggest sword and who's got the most people. And you know we know how that works. Yeah, we know what happens when one controls many and and I think we've got to find a common ground. We've got to find like. Um, a new vocabulary, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. And it's funny, although it's new, it's taking from the old because yeah. what you're what you're leading to for me is, and I'm hopeful that we can get to a place where people are like, hey, disagree, let's catch up. It, it's compassion, mm. and I never had compassion. I was so like, no, your stuff, <laughs> your stuff, you're out, <laughs> get out, don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Never used to have it, and when you look around. It's hard to find compassion in people. And what compassion is to me is the willingness to understand a point of view and just go, okay, I don't get it yet, I don't get it yet. Let's disagree and catch up. Or keep on pressing until that point when people, you know, get used to saying, I disagree, let's catch up. Just keep on going, what were you meaning there? Mm. What were you saying there? And as soon as I get it, then I can comfortably say, Ah, get you, bro. It's this, this, this. Mm. I agree, or I get you, bro. I'm just going to disagree and continue to disagree. Yeah. You know, so it's taking that old value once again, and it's probably in the tablet. But compassion, <laughs> taking the time to understand someone else's point of view, and just to accept it as one. I disagree. Two, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wow, it's it's freaks me out how. We don't talk like that that often. Yeah. I mean, me and you talk like that now. We've had two conversations um, in the last couple of months, and these are exactly our conversations. We're, we're in that gray area. Yeah. We're kind of acknowledging that it's the best time ever and the worst horrific shit all at the same time. Yeah, bro. You know, and, and, and I see that. I see that. I see that when the morning, uh, the Friday, um, um, you know, when this horrible stuff was happening, um, watching my kids... Um, and my role was to play for them just stability. Yeah. You know, it was to just, uh, the biggest thing I did was still make lunch, still deliver everyone to school. Yeah. Um, quietly progress through the day whilst having, you know, this thing in my mind. It was almost like, uh, you had a moment to relax and all of a sudden it would flood back in just the magnitude of what's happening and all that stuff. Right. And, and for me, that just kind of reaffirmed that like, it's just not black and white. eh? Oh, no way. And that brings me like, seriously, I am in a way thankful for 2001. Like that day when the twin towers went down, like that day will forever be etched in my memory. We're at Student Village, um, we were in the TV, and you're just looking at the stuff and you're going, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. But as the years went on, I was sort of got to the point where I was going, man, if I ever see something that I can't believe and something that I completely disagree with, I don't think I'm going to try and give it as much of the attention as I as I should I'm sort of going to go in and go cool watch it I'm going to go feel a whole lot of emotions for five minutes and then I'm just going to go boom turn it off and go cool I can't change that move on to what I need to be doing what do I need to be doing man I'm going to get toward these goals but first thing is I'm going to get dinner ready for my kids Yes. and and that's what happened to me on Friday like I was like just sitting there and 
because I'm not into the media as much as I probably should be, I had a bro message me going, oh, did you hear about the shootings? And I was like, oh, jumped on with all the shootings. Okay, that's not good. I don't want to know too much about it. So I skipped it to the left and then got back into what I was doing. But when I walked home and walked in the door, my 70-year-old walked in and he goes, whoa. And on his phone, he had the, the video playing. Um, and that was on his Facebook. And I go, what's that on your phone? And he goes, I turned and I'm going, that looks like a game. That looks like... Is it? Looks like a game. And then it wasn't until I saw one dude coming to tackle him, and I just went, Bro, turn this shit off. Mm. Turn this shit off. And I was just sitting there, like, just going, And we're just looking at each other, and I was like, uh, Whoa. Whoa. What the hell? And he's like, Mmm. Uh, you know, like a dumb me on him. Mmm. Mm. And right there, right then, I was just like going, boom, 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 yeah. clicked into my mind and then started going through my processes, went, yeah, no, nah, that's a that's a real sync thing. I feel a lot of anger. I feel like, and I, and I said to myself, I said, I hope that when a dude turns up with a gun and somewhere near me, that if I go to tackle him, I'll pick that dude up and drop him as hard as he can. And then after that thought, I went, cool. Next thing, I'm gonna get dinner ready. Right. Yes. And so I gave it a lot of, I gave it a lot of anger and a small amount of time, but then just went, cool. Can't change that. Boom. Move on. And is that part of, um, you know, have you been training for moments like that so you can, uh, you know, so you can, because it can be all consuming. Yeah. And, and, and we and and when it's all consuming, um, it's like. There's the resource is is on it, yeah, and it is on it. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the thing I felt from the country. It's like, um, you know, Cinder and the team or whatever's happening, they're on it, yeah, and they're doing their thing, yeah. So you can be mindful. We can be mindful, but we can also serve by just being able to m- not move on, but move through, yeah, into our next jobs, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what's interesting about that is there's a it's not it's not normal to save. You know, we, no one talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if you can kind of not see it as we're dismissing, yeah, we're saying that if you're immediately involved, you need to be resourced. But it's like if your kids don't get their next meal, this is um. A small. This is not, you know, keeping our own things going, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of thought to myself that morning, you know, I um, the Saturday morning I came out and I turned the water on and it ran perfectly, and I'm like, you know, some bugger is at work today. I'll take that. Um, doing the job. Yeah. You know, yeah. the lights worked. The and and it's just those little things, the the social fabric things, eh? That we just, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of. Well, I do get into a part in these um, podcasts because I know they're live and, and, and I'm also practicing being able to talk about things that, you know, uh, are uncomfortable to talk about mm. because there's a way to view it. And in the social media world, it's a black and white world. So it could be viewed as, wow, you guys are just cold. Yeah. You know? and, and how can you not just be all consumed? Because that's what is demanded of everyone right now. Yeah, I, I think that comes down to, so it was um, Impact Theory, watching Tom, and he was um, interviewing some dude named Halrod, a uh, whole morning ritual. I forget his first name, but his last name's Halrod. And um, he's been in the world of sales now. I've been in the world of sales as well for ages. And he talks about one thing that his mentor taught him was 
you get rejected, you get rejected, you get rejected. And if something really sick happens, go through a process, set the time for five minutes, and then when that's finished, I can't change that and move on. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like... <laughs> That is so true. I am so thankful for the world of sales and all the rejection and all the bad times and all the stink times when you've gone, got this. But guess what? You got a verbal. You didn't get that signature on the dotted line. And then before you know it, there's one little thing that stopped you from getting that thing. And you can waste two days of just going, because you've already... You've already banked it, and it's a it's a rookie mistake. You should never bank it. But you know, I just felt like I was that close. All oh, the signals were there. All oh, da 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 da. Nah, it wasn't there. I'd already banked it. I'd already thought about how I was going to hook the kids up. And neck minute, no. Yeah. But going through multiple processes like that, you have to get bloody strong at rejection. Door to door knocking, you have to get strong at rejection. Cold calling. It got to the point where I started loving rejection right. because my mind was that, you know, that's so clued on. It's like, um, cool, but the next one ain't. Hey, so it's already gone, you know, adjusted to that one and moved on to the next one in my mind just like that. So I can go, boom, next one ain't. But don't get me wrong, the next day I could be doing cold calls. No, I'm not up for rejection today. Boom, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying that the power's in your court, eh? Yep, like, power's in my court. Okay, bro. so when I'm saying I'm feeling uh, kind of scared about talking some thoughts, you know, and, and they're not controversial, but it's just that every... In this world, every I assume everything's being recorded. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming at some point people use that maybe against you, oh. and out of context. And and I guess what you're saying is, go on then use it because yep. I'll train for that moment. Yeah, I'll mentally prepare so that when you ask me to uh, tell you who I am, yeah, um, I I will be able to do it. What was my intentions? Um, and, and that's kind of something that, uh, yeah, I guess is, is just a bit freaky for people. It's been put under that spotlight. Yeah. yeah and, and so we feel the the temptation to, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> you know? and, and that's easy because it's, to, to a salesperson, is object handling, objection handling. Right. Um, ideally, a salesperson wants to be an objection prevention, um, which means you don't get any objections, so you don't have to handle them. But you're always prepared. Now, as I start building the social media profile, yeah, I've still got a dark history and I've still got some way stuffed up things that I've done. But I'll tell you what, I actually sit there and I think about that interview where someone is sitting there like um, Jordan Pe- Peterson gets ripped, try to get that lady in England. She tries to rip him to shreds in that interview. He is actually able to, in a moment behave awesomely I haven't got to that level yet like he's able to sit there and paraphrase and everything and I'm like Jordan you are a master me I prepare and I sit there and wait for the question oh but you did this and you know sometimes I prepare something like this I go yeah anything else <laughs> you know just just take it and take it and just go yep anything else mm. yep and even as I say things like let's say on this podcast I say something and then two weeks from now I have a different belief I'm cool with that. Oh, but you said that on that podcast. Yeah, but that was two weeks later. I went through this experience, and through that experience, I had a different revelation. I went, okay, I'm going to lock that in now. Because, mm. you know, I am consistent, but I'm consistently changing. I love that. I love that. And that's that's. I just kind of want to give myself permission and anyone else who wants to also feel that way, that we're not locked into. Yeah. <sighs> we're, we're maybe a bit of information away from being slightly better yeah. or slightly worse, but... 
it's happening all the time, eh? And and I yeah. feel like that's even more of an argument as to why we should be. And I think that speaks to podcasting, why people love listening to stuff. And is it Tom Tom Bayou? Is that that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last no, name. That's why I stay away from yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I got Bayou. Tom Impact Theory. <laughs> yeah, Impact Theory. He's amazing with his conversations and yeah. and just um, again. I feel like, uh, you know, for all of the trouble we give our American friends, what they're really good at is a bit of self-belief when it comes to just speaking your mind. Eh? Yeah, And I think yeah. it's built into their First Amendment stuff, you know, like, you can't do anything when I'm talking to me, yep. because that's my right, you know. Here, I mean, we got the British way, which is... Um, I mean, you know, the colonization, which brought the embarrassment of yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, we don't speak our mind, we only be polite and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, and, then, and I have, um, you know, the Maori and Pacific side, which isn't always the first one to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're like the slow burner. Like, I'll be here at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys go ahead and jump off that first and we'll just be looking what's happening but but out of all of this I feel like um, and there is a lot to wade through but it's worth sitting down and just reflecting on all of this stuff because eh? at the end of the day bro this is all we've got right yep. is yep. just the experiences we have till today and just thinking about it and um, I the podcast I had before this with a, a, a pastor and he's a cool dude and we had a good chin wag and I was talking to him on the driveway and I said um you know, there's one bit that probably prevent, prevents me from just giving it all over to something. And it's that sometimes I quite like to talk to that dark chaos part of me. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not saying enact on it, but recognize it and look at it in the face and say, I got you. Yeah. You know, I'm controlling that. Yep. And, and I feel like... Uh, I'm just trying to find, I'll be happy to, you know, um, join up to a religion or whatever it is, if they can acknowledge that fact, that I don't have to walk around pretending that I am um, only the good. Yeah. You know, because we're not all that, you know, there's all things we've done in our lives that don't make us wake up in the morning and be super proud yeah. you know and it might be shoplifting and it might be um, a, a, a silly experience and you know God knows that at university we were all not the best we could be we were developing they threw booze at us yeah. you know, it was horrible food yeah. and all of those things doesn't produce like um, you know a masterful brain you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. but but it kind of just you know you sink or swim in different moments and you look back and you work on the things and yeah. all of that stuff eh? yeah and the way the thing I, the word I like to use is I like to use the word untruth mm. because this is only my truth in this moment but mm. this truth is my interpretation based on my experience based on the knowledge that I've downloaded and just the way that I have accumulated that knowledge categorized in a way that I can you know look at it and deal with it and then go this is my belief <laughs> and it's not going to tie in with everyone's belief and that's why I go it's an untruth the words that I speak is an, are untruth I even say it to my boys like I, I give them an idea I go but do you take that as an untruth because you might find something else and that might be completely different and that might work for you at this point in time <laughs> and then you might find 10 years later when you're at the same age that I am that my truth my untruth is now a truth <laughs> but 
until we have the ability to realize that we are going to get some things wrong, until we have the ability where we can like openly look at the bad side of ourselves and have a whole body of people say, that's cool too. You know, I'm sort of the same as you. I'm just going to keep on rocking and acknowledge that there is something, there is a higher power. There is something, there's a higher energy. There's just yeah. something. Yeah. I, like I, a frequency or whatever it yeah, is. Whatever right? it is. There yeah. is something there. I just haven't found um, a body of people that sort of allow me to go and do, you know, jump in that dark space, like you said, because mm. I have to, I have to jump in that space sometimes just to go, yeah, no, I am moving in the right place because, yeah, that that's not, that's not really going to work for me. And then, like you said, the challenge to also look it in the eye and go. Yep. Yeah, I got you. I got you, bro. Yeah. yeah, and it's not it's not always easy, eh? Yeah. No. no. And um, yeah, bro. All right. Well, whew, these are pretty intense conversations because <laughs> I sometimes sit there and I think, well, what what do we do now? And I guess the answer is, well, part answer is, well, we keep doing what we're doing, right? Yep. We just try and, um, you know, like I, th- I try and think of practical uh, things we can we can all take into our days and probably one of them that you've highlighted is, you know, trust you. Yeah. Trust your gut. I yep. mean, um, I was listening to a podcast about intuition and that, you know, they were, I think they were saying that intuition's a funny thing because there's so many variables oh you know yeah. and it's like it's and we're humans you know we're like we have the capacity to be hypnotized and it's like well what even is that <laughs> you know it's like that's pretty freaky if you think about it eh? it's like someone can hypnotize you and you're operating from this other space and who the hell knows and then you've got like psychedelics yeah and those things take you to another space and uh, I, uh, I I don't know. It's just like there's so many different things to go through and to think about that ultimately, yeah, maybe simplifying down, especially in these kind of moments where there's a bit of uncertainty around the place. And Definitely, definitely. Mm. It's about, like you said, it's just finding, for me, it's just finding simple things and, and trusting yourself. But the journey towards trusting myself was I... I had to go through a process to ensure that I could be trusted because there was definitely mm-hmm. for a moment there where I couldn't, where I shouldn't have trusted myself. Yep. And and that takes a big, deep look into that dark space, mm. um, a big, deep look. And then, believe it or not, as much as I try to say that I, you know, I can do it myself and I just follow myself and my experience – to have other people reaffirm your beliefs about yourself is a powerful thing. Mm. You know, just to go, you're a good dude. <laughs> bro, you, you got a good heart. Mm. Bro, I, I see what you do. You're like, you're always smiling, you're always happy. You're all good. And so it just, you know, as simple as it is, those reaffirmations from someone else beyond the affirmation, I'm telling myself, like, bro, you're a badass, man. You're a bad motherfucker. You do this motherfucker. Nobody do what you do, man. Nobody can do what you do. You know, you do the things that other people don't, so you can turn up on the day and do the things that other people can't. You know, that kind of that kind of stuff's going on in my head when I'm driving and all that kind of stuff. But the beauty of having someone else offer that to you, once again, just goes, cool. And my trust for myself just becomes even stronger. Mm. And as people say, oh, man, that just makes so much sense. Then I know that my mind is working in, in a way that just serves other people. But 
also serves me as well. So I go, right. cool, keep rocking, bro. Yeah, it's almost like you're talking like we could, we could act as if we are each other's parents at times. So, for example, you wouldn't go through your life with your child not saying you love them out loud. Mm. It would be silly to just think, I love you. <laughs> yeah. when you. But that's what we do with everyone else, eh? Yeah. We're just like, mm, he's a good dude in our minds. Yeah. But it's not bad just to say, hey, man, I think you're what you're doing is awesome. Oh, shit. You know, and it's not like, um, we. I think we confuse it with like buttering people up or, and sometimes we do, right? That's probably yeah. the sales thing. Oh, you, you know, I don't know what the sales techniques are. I've used some of invented ones when I try and sell my stuff. You know, you're obviously looking for any kind of positives or anything. But when there are positives, just like parenting, it's not bad to say them out loud, eh? even to your friends, colleagues, family. Bro, funny that you say sales because sales is where I learnt to um, genuinely compliment other people because you can in sales, 101 sales, your juniors, they just like, they get told, oh, oh man, look at the trophy and, and talk about the trophy and talk about the picture of the kids and, you know, find some common ground. And so they try to find some common ground. <laughs> but as you get better at sales, you can sit in the conversation and something will actually hit your heart and you'll feel it and something will resonate with you. What you do is you grab that moment and you speak to that thing. Mm. It might not have anything to do with the trophy or the kids. It just might have something that he read in the newspaper or some bit of knowledge. But it's like, actually, I'm passionate. I want to talk about that. And then the other thing is, when I started seeing other people doing awesome things, I was like, never wanted to say too much. But then I got, you know, I started taking that from sales and also putting it into that other space. Like, going, bro, I just want to say that. That was bloody mean, bro. And and it's normally one of my bros that I'd always mm. put down, you know, because bros can't say nice things to each other. <laughs> yeah. We can only say, yeah, whatever, but you're useless at that. Yeah. Or, nah, bro, you missed that one. You're way behind, bro. Mm. But then going, you know, taking the time, you know, get those jokes in. But then they go, you know what, bro, when you called the other day, fuck, that, that actually that actually helped, bro. I bloody needed that. Mm. And you watch and you watch it. The whole conversation just goes, and the bro's like, no, nah, but good bro all good and you know that love that mm. love is just there and this trip that I went on in January with um a whole lot of youth there were some high risk youth and it's funny how um your bro relationships can be transformed into forming relationships with high risk youth because they are looking for a little bit of a put down because they have been getting that a lot of their mm. lives and once again just my experience of what they've told me and you know I used to get that as well so I'm able to do that and get it to a point where it's joking and then once you got into a point where it's joking you can then drop it down and go yeah. so what was your life like mm. and you find out what their life was like whoa mm. whoa whoa but then you have the ability to go cool now you're on the level now you can start going boom and hitting with the positive stuff hitting with the positive stuff and before you know it you have a kid standing up in front of everyone in front of a fire and just saying you know I just want to say that um, I've always been angry um, my brother and sister are here and I just you know I'm trying to change and um, change is good and you just go wow mm. wow yeah wow so yeah bro well I love the fact too that you you reference the fire because it's bringing in the nature again yeah and it's something that um 
yeah, I feel like hopefully there's a new vocab which is, includes something like, okay, the we have to have deep and meaningful sometimes, we all know that, but we have to do something, you know, like walk together or hike together yeah. or because it feels like that plays its part. That's that mud flats you were talking yep. about, eh? You know, yep. it's like maybe some of that conversation you glance off and look at the fire and it's doing its thing yep. and you're just hearing the voice you know I often think how many times have you had long drives with people and in the car they're awesome yarns because yep. driver's looking out there not at you you know you're yep. able just to speak and da la 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 and do your thing you know and it's 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 something kind of cool and human and, and yeah man I feel like um, that's something that doesn't always get celebrated eh it's just these little little things our, our humanity or whatever that means I, I don't know really what it means but it's I mean we are we are this mind we are this consciousness but we're also this kind of meat sack yep you know and you pull yours up every day <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to run mine every day and my meat sack's broken at the moment I've got an injury and it's freaking me out because I'm like <gasps> it's that it's that it's vulnerable yep if one bit of the meat sack doesn't work, the whole meat sack stops. Oh, and <laughs> talking about meat sacks and hurt, like, although it might not look like it on camera, but in November last year, I, I landed with the full weight of my body on my neck. Um, and I also um, tried to pull the full stack at the gym um, on the, mm-hmm. what do you call it, seated rows. Pulled it, but I um, but I should have only pulled it three times. But I was like, oh, man, I'll try and get this bad boy ten times, and then I got to rep eight and done my lower back. So I've got these sharp pains. I'll tell you what, pull-ups hurt. But um, after watching Dr. Joe Dispenza and just watching what he went through with his chiropractor and stuffing his whole back, and then saying the power to create the body has the power to heal heal the body and then visualizing his back straight i st- you know you might call me silly bro but i stopped going to physio mm. and i'm still in pain like right now i'm in pain but i just but i'm in less pain than i was right. and i have actually gained more ground by telling myself the power to create the body has the power to heal heal the body and i think about having the straightest finger like this finger hurts after every pull-up because I, I heard it playing rugby. Mm. And then this hurts because of all the muscles around it trying to grow. So it just becomes a bit more uncomfortable. Mm. Then this is hurting. But I'm doing yoga and I'm saying these things to myself and I'm visualizing it. And, yeah, I, I've just covered more ground doing yeah. that. So, uh, you know, I just tried it and going with it. <laughs> Bro, you know what's kind of interesting is, like, everyone everyone on the podcast has something to share. Like, um, that was the moment I went off the pills. Yeah. But I don't recommend it. Yeah. But everyone says... I did something not conventional, you know, and and I don't know, man, you can, I, you know, what are we, 44 episodes in, you can only hear it 44 times before you're like, well, maybe you should just trust and have a go at what you think. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, that's like, it's a, quite a leap to say, because we like to say things like, well, it worked for me, but look, do what you need to do. And 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 maybe it is a little bit of that nature um, tech, you know, like your mudflat idea. Yeah. Um, go with what you think. 
but don't confuse if it's not working to getting real help. Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, not yeah, real yeah, help, yeah. but um, let's yeah. say uh, futuristic help or something. So yeah, you know, the past sure. and the present or, or something like that. Because eh? um, it's just, yeah, I'd like to think that maybe it's a mixture, you know, that, and it makes sense that it's a mixture because it's like the same humans that were ooga boogers, you know, in the yeah, caves. Yeah. We created the Tesla. <laughs> you know, so we're the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And there is must be inbuilt lessons from all of the span of time. Yeah. And maybe that's what we're leveraging. Like the fasting. It doesn't make sense. You know, why would you not eat with <laughs> food? Well, just so happens that when you don't eat, your body starts to heal itself. Yeah. And uh if you eat all the time, um your cells don't have a break. No. Nah. No. Nah. Okay. Makes sense, and and that was and that was one of the untruths that I, I put out there was, um, based on my experience, this is how I think the whole world is operating within me. If I put something in my mouth, and my body disagrees with it, the good energies in my body go, hey, we need to flock to that space and get rid of it. Mm. But if they're all over here, what's looking after my feet? What's looking after my hands? What's looking after this? Hmm. So nothing's looking after them. Therefore, the emotional pressures that I've put on myself now have a place where they can jump out and go, boo, I'm here. Mm-hmm. It could be boils on your ass. could be um, a bit more pain in your finger. It could be f- over here in my trapezius. Every time my trapezius goes, it's stress. I know it's stress now. True. And it's stress from knowing that I have to do something and I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so it's just like, as soon as you feel pain in my traps, I've got to go do that thing right now or wow. within a day. Yeah. And, and that's the emotional pressure. Because... All my stuff's occupied trying to process all the stuff and just like, man, get get that stuff out. So it's all occupied. So if I'm fasting and I have nothing occupying all the good stuff, then I can take all the good energy in my body plus the good thoughts from my brain and just try to amplify them. Or what I think I'm doing is amplifying them and going, cool, there is some emotional pressure. I'm just going to sit there and look at my finger for about 10 minutes and just see what it might be to see if I can solve it. Not nah, couldn't solve it in 10 minutes. I'll try it again tomorrow. Mm. And so just keep on going, just keep on going. And it's like a life experiment for me at the end of the day. And that's where I've got to. Like, I hear all this research, but their research was done in um, Scandinavia where they have a whole lot of people that aren't like me they have a whole different socioeconomic layout that isn't like the one that i'm in um they have weathers weather and temperatures that i don't ever experience yet their research defines you know sort of the average of what's going to happen to me no it's not Mm -hmm. and and so i i take research as a foundation research is just a general platform to sort of give you a start on going looks like i should start here because that's what the numbers sort of say Mm -hmm. knowing that it could be wrong and knowing that I am still going to find my way on top of that and that's just how I choose to operate now yeah dude always a pleasure talking with you because man it just feels like we're we're kind of recharging you know like you talked about having the Tesla and it's like well what about our own internal Tesla eh? it needs recharging and I feel like this is this is doing that man we've covered some good stuff Um, because you're my first guest my first sorry repeat guest you know normally I have the what's what blew your mind but I've got to think on the fly here and think of a new question so what's blowing your mind at the moment what's something that you've been um, either engaging with or or doing out there in the big wide world world that's blowing your mind 
Um, it's it's self talk. Self talk, like. I don't know if I told you in the last podcast, but 2009, I read my first self-help me book. And then from 2012 to 2017, I managed myself out of spreadsheets, my emotional, physical, financial, all these different areas of me out of spreadsheets. And then I got back into a book, which I'm up to day 806. So, you know, I'm locked into this habit. And you learn all these things and you know all these things. You've read all these books. But I'll be honest, it's 10 years. So 2019, 10 years two months ago only two months ago at all like for some reason it just started making sense like have I hit my 10,000 hours I don't know but it was like going oh that makes so much sense self-talk self-belief visualization like although I've been doing it I've sort of just been doing it just to do it I haven't really because you know I think you should based on the information I receive but now it's just making sense to me and so my self-talk blowing me away like these last two weeks shit has just happened that i'm just like going no way (laughs) and so it's just making me self-talk harder so i do do the i am enough i am enough i am enough and then i do do the i am awesome i love myself and then i get to the point when i ask the questions like how awesome would it feel to know that you love yourself a hundy bro and i said okay fucking mean <laughs> but the question allows me to put myself in a zone where I just want to celebrate bam mm. I'm badass so the questions plus the self talk and then the just the little extra edit um, extra bits on top that I got from Marissa Peer because she does this whole rapid transformational th- therapy and it's just like how delighted would you feel <laughs> I'm so bloody delighted but then what's weird is I'm using her words and knowing that eventually I'm going to start using words that I'm used to because I tell you mm. what delighted doesn't really come out of my vocab naturally mm. you know I have to I have to really punch that one out there but it's starting to come out well and what's cool is you're giving yourself to change constantly change yep so if you find that it's all BS guess what yeah I'm different in two weeks yep so I've tried it and it didn't work for me but if it does work for me, sweet. So you're kind of like in a win-win anyway, hey? Bro, win-win anyway, because the win is I get the outcome, or the win is I get the lesson, and the lesson just helps me evolve a little bit further, and then I'm like, cool, I'm on to the next thing. So I'm just going to punch it even harder. That's awesome. T, I want to thank you, bro, for joining me on the podcast again, man. Cheer, my bro. It's um, always a pleasure. Where can people follow your journey, catch up with you if they want to catch up with some of your pull-ups, some of the, the professional stuff you do? Yeah, no, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Tilmaka Murahu, and then on Instagram, Tilmaka.Murahu, and I've just started looking at Snapchat and playing around with that, and then eventually YouTube going to be on there as well, so, mm, Hopefully yeah. a podcast one day, eh, bro? Oh, one day, one Dude, day, one I'm day. waiting for that daily <laughs> podcast, man. I want to listen to you while I'm stuck in traffic. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> love, bro. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, yeah, I don't know. Takeaways today, just, uh, well, go get some takeaways if you feel like it because it's not always the evil that everyone says and give yourself permission to change I feel like that's a solid thing we can take into our lives sweet ass team catch you in the next pod this message is brought to you by Deadpool Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster Will Fleming from Please Blow My Mind thank you for blowing my pants (coughs) I mean mine Will If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.